Welcome to Section 420, Talking Yankees, the podcast. And if you're not subscribed to this channel, make sure to subscribe now, wherever you get your podcasts or wherever you listen to this right now, subscribe for additional content. Again, it's exclusive content only for the podcast subscribers. So I'm not going to get to the whole cold start to opening Detroit series, and he was lousy, couldn't get out of the second inning. Kind of covered that year with the special April 20, ha, 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 420 rant. Uh, but we'll look at the rest of the series, and yeah, the Yankees went two out of three. So, you know, two out of three on the road, on the road you normally want to take that, but the the, th- the third game was really a gut punching loss, and only thirteen games into the season, the Yankees really had three uh, have already had three gut punching losses uh, so far. I'm looking at the Friday night game in Camden Yards, where you know Chapman walks in the winning run, and then the Sunday game, the finale, where Nestor Cortez has five brilliant innings, twelve strikeouts, an immaculate inning in the fourth inning, and again the Yankees can't score a lick at all, and they lose that game five nothing. And this game was very reminiscent of that. They lose three nothing, get a good outing from Jordan Montgomery. Uh, but again, the Yankee offense you know, coming up absolute egg eggs there, you know, uh, and that's pretty much been the the whole theme so far. Of the Yankees this season they've been laying a lot of eggs in terms of the offense. So I'm gonna jump back a little bit, look at the Severino start, and he's been really one of the, the few bright spots of this 2022 season for the Yankees. Another good performance, maybe not as dominating as the last one, but good enough. Goes five innings, uh, three strikeouts, only one run, uh, gets the win. Now he was behind one nothing, but the Yankees kind of uh, put two on the board in the third inning. Then you got an Anthony Rizzo home run in the sixth, and the Yankees chipped away at a few more runs, and overall the Yankees win the game 5-3. to three. Aroldis Chapman gets another clean save, so it's good to see him get two in a row, just get him on a roll a little bit after he was kind of had a little stutter step there about a week ago. So, uh, But then you have this third game where Jordan Montgomery and this poor guy, you know, I don't gamble, but if you would gamble, I would just bet on the other team every time Jordan Montgomery pitches because he doesn't never score any runs for this guy. Uh, go six inning, only give up one run. What a, what a sin. And the Yankees ultimately go to on to lose this game three nothing, but really it's the eighth inning uh, that was the, the tough part to watch because uh, Yankees down one nothing, top of the eighth. Now uh, Aaron Boone comes up with a couple of pinch hitters. First with Donaldson leads off with a double, great, and the next pinch hitter Glaber Torres hits a ground ball to third. Third base was able to keep in the infield, can't make a play on the ball, but Donaldson's able to go to third. So now you have first and third, uh, nobody outs. This is a golden opportunity. At the very least, the Yankees just get a sacrifice fly or sacrifice anything. Just tied to score one one at that point, but really it's an opportunity where they can put up a crooked number, you know, maybe put up a three spot and come away with a sweep, which would be great. But no, God forbid, you can't have that. So Aaron Hicks comes up, pops the ball up in the infield. I mean, the last thing you want to do. I mean, you're better off striking out than doing that. Uh, but he pops it up, so now you have one out. Runners on first and second. Now Judge comes up. Okay, it'd be nice to see him drive the ball, but he doesn't. Takes a walk. Fine, you do your job. Don't don't swing at bad pitches. So now base is loaded. Uh, A.J. Hinch goes to the close of Soto, uh, power left-handed uh, pitcher uh, against Rizzo, you know, lefty on lefty. And Rizzo, you know, first pitch is a, you know, 100 miles per hour right in there for a strike. And I guess maybe Rizzo looked like it was on his back heels a little bit. Next pitch comes in, Rizzo takes a, a poke at it, and it's a little comeback to the pitcher. Uh, kind of a really defensive swing, wasn't had nothing on it. And the pitcher, you know, fields the ball, gets the force at home, so the Yankees don't get the score. Still bases loaded with Giancarlo Stanton and comes up. Okay, great. Power versus power. Right-handed hitter versus the lefty. You like this matchup. Uh, and I like what Stanton did. I mean, I like the idea to try to go to right field, go opposite field. But unfortunately, it's kind of a, it was a weak round to the first baseman who fields the ball and this walks the first. And um, now the Yankees blew a bases loaded opportunity. And then in the bottom of the eighth inning, which uh, Detroit ended up tacking on a few more runs, and Austin Meadows, a little pop-up, or that just made it just into center field, just over the, the shortstop's head, and Detroit's uh, played it two more, and then Detroit just go on to win 3 nothing. Now, really, the storyline there, just beyond that, was Miguel Cabrera coming up, as we all know, chasing 3,000 hits. 
And it was an opportunity where the Yankees decided to walk him the bases loaded, which it's a baseball move. And at that time, it was the right move to do. And okay, it didn't work out for the Yankees. But, you know, people up in arms a little bit. It's like, hey, you didn't give him an opportunity to hit. Like, all right, first of all, relax. You have an entire season ahead of you. All right, he's gonna get he's gonna get the three thousand hits. So relax. Now I understand if you were there that Thursday game, you paid money, you're in the stand, you want to say, hey, I was here to see it, and you want to take my selfies and take the selfies and show me I was at the game with Miguel Cabrera at the three thousand hit. Okay, I get that, but he's gonna get it anyway. So relax. And it's actually better for Detroit for him to get it. He'll probably get it on Friday night. You know, just you know, more eyes on the game. You know, it's the, the Thursday game was an afternoon game, one o'clock. You know, people might be working, not paying attention at school. You know, wouldn't you rather him do it when there's gonna be more people watching the game? Uh, so I don't know why people are making a big deal about this. And people want to look back at the whole Derek Jeter final game in Yankee Stadium. Um, that's a totally different ball of wax. Uh, you know, if you remember that game, uh, you know, it was uh, Brett Gardner led off, um, ended up stealing second, and Derek Jeter was at the bat. Now Buck Showalter, who was the Orioles manager at the time, did have the option of tr- potentially walking Jeter and try to set up a double play. But no, he had his pitcher, pitcher Jeter. Jeter ended up getting a single, game-winning hit. And it was just a great moment for the captain. But that's a totally different situation. I mean, talk about Derek Jeter, the final game at Yankee Stadium. You got to pitch to him. It's just a t- totally different ballbacks. This is Miguel Cabrera on a Thursday afternoon in like the second weekend of the season. It, it's apples and oranges. I mean, walking him is not controversial at that point. So people just let that one go. Uh, so now for the Yankees, they come back home. They, they face the Cleveland Guardians. Um, you know, now the Guardians, not the Indians anymore. You know, there's probably about a hundred other Cleveland-related names they could have discovered for this team, other than the Guardians. Uh, the whole Guardians of the Galaxy film series, whatever that was involved. But anyway, the Guardians come in uh, to the Yankee Stadium, and of course, Baltimore comes at that. So the Yankees are going to be home a little bit, a little home cooking, see if they get it around. But really, this Yankee offense is just completely anemic. Again, you're looking at Joey Gallo, uh, just doing absolutely nothing. Not only is he not hitting, uh, he's just not feeling well as well. He booted a Bolte a little bit. Uh, we see him booted a ball in Camden Yards. Even on opening day, there was like a um, little a pop-up to kind of between center and left field. And it was a ball that Gallo dove for. He kind of overdove for it, missed it, and didn't get come up to catch. So not only is he not contributing with the bat, but he's, you know, he's a gold glove left fielder, but now he's not even contributing with, in, with the glove. And he kind of made that snarky comment like, you know, fans shouldn't expect me to hit 300. Okay, yeah, we're not expecting to hit 300, but can you at least hit 200? He's not even hitting 200. He's like under that. So uh, he's just completely in a, in a bad space right now. Gleyber Torres has been terrible. Um, and again, I don't know how long the Yankees are going to you know, uh, keep going with him. Uh, the only good news is that DJ LeMayo has been hitting well. So I just think by default, you know, if DJ keeps hitting like this and Gleyber doesn't keep hitting, uh, ultimately uh, DJ is going to get the majority of playing time at second base. So that's just going to work itself out. And Gleyber Torres, again, he, he needs to get it. He needs to start doing something because this is getting really ugly fast. And overall, this Yankee offense, uh, just terrible. And it's just tough to figure out because, I mean, you have Stanton, uh, again, the 2017 uh, National League MVP, Josh Donaldson, 2015 American League MVP. You have MVPs on this team. You got people like Judge on the team and DJ on this team. You know, they're not bums. And Aaron Hicks, you know, he's off to a good start. He's hitting over 300. He gets a high on-base percentage. Uh, but for whatever reason, this lineup collectively just can't put it together to, like, rally enough and put up, you know, put a crooked number up and, God forbid, have a big inning. The only big inning they had was the uh, Saturday game in Baltimore when they put put four up. Other than that, um, it's like, you know, pulling teeth for this team to get any runs, and it's really tough to figure out. Uh, you know, I know it's a judge. Even judges has one home run right at this point with a, just like two RBIs. And God, this, maybe is the, is the contract contract thing, is that getting to his head a little bit? Who knows? But uh, Yankee offense has been putrid. Again, the only bright spot is that Yankee pitching has been great, mainly with Severino. And really the only problem has really been with Cole, 
Uh, this has been kind of, you know, hasn't really given a great performance yet. Uh, but the Yankee pitching overall has been good. So that's that's the most important part. Uh, Cortez has been good. Tyone has been all right. Montgomery has been all right. Uh, it's, and it's just the poor Montgomery that can't score any runs for him. And Severino, I, I think, as you know, probably what softens the blow with Cole not being Cole at this point is that Severino's been great coming back. So that kind of balances out and just hopefully keep that going. Uh, so that's what we got. So Cleveland comes into town a little bit. Go Guardians. Just kidding. Again, if you're not subscribed, maybe Section 420 Talking Yankees. Subscribe to this podcast. And you can only get exclusive content only available on this podcast. But you can also see what I look like as well. If you want to check me out on YouTube, uh, get some videos there as well. And, um, you know, available there as well as if you happen to be in the Bronx, Bronx Net, happen to be in Brooklyn, Brook TV. Or if you're out on the island, Long Island, Long Island 20, uh, you catch the show there as well. Uh, so thanks for checking it out. Make sure you subscribe. Go Yankees. Please hit.